This episode is brought to you by McDonald's. Not sure you've heard of them. <laughs> Up and coming uh, little restaurant, but they're making it. They're the little engine that could. You know, the moment of bliss when you spot your fries being scooped into the carton and suddenly time slows down. I have that all the time. I love their fries. Oh, yeah. yes. McDonald's fries hit different when they're free. That's another thing I'll tell you. And when they belong to your friends, there's no better feeling than thinking you're out of fries and then you discover extra fries at the bottom of your bag or else my son still hasn't finished his fries yeah. and I'm done with mine. And uh, he used to be weaker than me so I could just take them. Yeah. Now I can't because he's stronger than me. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no wrong way to eat McDonald's fries, but we all think our way is the best way. And I like stealing them from someone else. That's my favorite <laughs> way. Get your favorite McDonald's fries today. McDonald's, check them out sometime. They're everywhere. Hey guys, Sean Hayes here. Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and I had a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to sit down with not one, not two, but three presidents of the United States on our recent episode of Smartless. That's because President Biden, a returning guest, brought two of his favorite pals, former Presidents Bill Clinton and Barack Obama, all joined us for unforgettable conversation. It's a historic episode of Smartless as we pry into the minds of these remarkable leaders. We'll cover everything from their time in office, America's responsibilities in the world, and their personal passions in an episode full of some candid stories, insightful perspectives, and a few surprises along the way. Whether you're a political junkie or just curious about the inner workings of the Oval Office, this episode is a must listen. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to hear from three of the most influential figures in recent American history. Follow Smartless on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also listen to Smartless ad free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Conan O'Brien needs a fan. Want to talk to Conan? Visit teamcoco.com slash call Conan. Okay, let's get started. Hello, welcome to Conan O'Brien, he's a friend. Right when it started, he took a giant bite of an apple. You know what I said about just be yourself? Don't be yourself, okay? Don't. Don't be yourself. Let me start by saying I apologize, Jack, just as we were beginning to uh, uh, Matt Gorley, uh, former member of our squad. Took a giant bite of an apple, and it was very uh, disconcerting. So let's start fresh. Jack, how well, are you? All, how are you, Jack? Good. First of all, is who eats an apple? <laughs> what do you mean, who eats an apple? <laughs> yeah, what do you like, mean? Who's eating if you're in a yeah, heavily mic'd, it's one of the most juicy, crunchy yeah. foods you yes. can be eating. Yes, yes. It, thank you, incorrect. Jack. Incorrect. You're supposed to eat an apple because it's it cuts down on your mouth noises. No, no, no. Uh, the correct fruit is a banana, an overly ripe banana. No. Yeah, that just <laughs> slides in. Yeah. Just slides what? in. Oh, trust me. Oh. Boy, does it slide in. Look. <laughs> I think we got off on the right foot. I think we got off on the wrong <laughs> Excellent. foot. Excellent. Sorry, wrong and, foot. And um, I want to start again and start fresh and professionally. Jack. Welcome Hello. Uh, to the podcast. It's nice to see you. Tell us, where are you, where are you coming to us from? Uh, I'm in Abingdon uh, in England, just just below Oxford. Hmm. Oh, oh, that means very little to me. I've been to Oxford. <laughs> You've been to Oxford. Uh, yeah, I've been to you Oxford. You did a no, thing there. I did do a thing there, and I was arrested. Um, <laughs> they told me never do a thing here again. No, I've been to Oxford, but what's the name of your of your town? So it's Abingdon. Well, it's Abingdon-on-Thames. That makes it really British. Whoa. Abingdon-on-Thames. So anything yeah. on Thames means it's basically the Thames goes right by your... 
Yeah, that's it. The Thames is just over there from my house, basically. If I wanted to, I could run into it right now. <laughs> well, okay. Now I so think let's I have see how to, things go. I'll have to yeah, ask you to do on. that immediately. Yeah, uh, cool. Do you always? I can't swim. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> really, not my problem, Jack. It's just makes for good. It makes for a good podcast. It makes for great podcasting. Yeah. Uh, Jack, do you always wear a sweater that matches your background? I'm just curious. Uh, and are you no, hiding from? A, are you hiding from a natural predator? These are all questions. I thought you were just a floating head. <laughs> uh, it's just my, my calm lighting. Very nice. It makes the, gives the appearance of an orange background. Um, um, you seem like a lovely fellow, uh, Jack. I have many questions for I you. I seem it. Yeah, you <laughs> seem it. And and now but you there's, can... there's a lot going on you don't know about. Oh, trust me. Trust me. I found this often. I never like to say you are a lovely fellow because we've only been chatting for a few minutes. Um, and you could be a terrible, terrible man for all we know. I am. Um, I am. Well, good. Wow. <laughs> With your candor, we got right to the point. Jack, um, tell us about Abington on Thames. What kind of... I'm picturing a very beautiful uh, Downton Abbey little town. Is that what I'm... Is that what it would be so, like? One one of Abingdon's uh, Abingdon's kind of claims we like to say we're the old the oldest town in England, but there are several towns that say that there are several towns that say that, and you can walk through kind of some streets and it's like you've got really old Georgian buildings and it you're a bit like wow this is incredible, but then you walk a few feet and then it's nothing but cafes and Turkish barbers. Uh, yes, yeah. well here's the, the interesting thing: we live in Los Angeles. And the oldest structures in Los Angeles were built in 1987. Come on. Uh, it's really ridiculous. And people treat them like they're historic. They're like, oh, this is from Reagan's second term. Oh, wow. Be careful. Let's try and restore it. How dare so you? So when you yeah. say oldest town in England, that is really saying something. Because that means it was yeah. probably the streets were laid out by the Romans. Am I correct? Oh, I have, I have no idea. I'm ignorant. <laughs> Oh, <sighs> clearly I've given more thought to where you live than you have, Jack. I think the streets were probably just like lines of dung. And um, <laughs> people have just laid claim. They're like, yeah, this is a town. We've got nice straight lines of you know what, Jack? Animal excrement. Jack, I would love to see you give be the. I wish you were the tour guide at Abington on Thames. <laughs> yeah, right this way. Uh, tell me about this street, Jack. Oh, probably just a trail of dung at one point. <laughs> What's that interesting building over there? Oh, who knows? It's just the a, dung house. It's a pile of shite, as far as I'm concerned. Um, uh, well, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, Jack. What do you do? Uh, what's your life like? Uh, so I, I work for a charity uh, called Yellow Submarine, mm -hmm. and we support people with autism and learning disabilities. My kind of specific role is kind of supporting mental health of the people we support in that charity. Right. But we do loads of things like uh, social activities and uh, vacations and um, job development. And we have like, we have two cafes where we do traineeships where we support uh, with employment. That's terrific. Yeah. That's a very, I mean, uh, that's a fantastic service that uh, that you're providing. When did you know that this is what you wanted to do? Was this something you came to naturally or? I, lit I well, didn't literally fall into it, but when I was about, um, 15 or 16, I was hanging out at a, a youth center and a, a different charity that would do the similar kind of work. We're using it, that building, the youth center I was at to, um, 
do one of their youth clubs. And I kind of just ended up wandering into it. And it kind of took me on, on as a, as a volunteer, even though I wasn't actually technically old enough to be a volunteer there. And I've basically just been doing it ever since. That's, and that uh, was when I was like 15. So like 80, 18 years or so now. Okay. Well, if I could do the math, I'd know what age you are now, but uh, it's just beyond me. I've gotten to a, an age where I've forgotten all the advanced formulas it takes to add 15 to 18. Advanced formulas. I'm sure there's a lot of, you know, I need... It's just some... addition. It's simple addition. No, no, Where's no, my no, slide no. rule? Yeah, slide we, need, rule? we need some kind of high-powered computer to figure it out. My guess is in your, you're in your mid-60s. Uh, yes, yeah, so it feels like it. You just take good care of yourself. Um, and is it... Does it ever, I'm going to try to put this delicately, you live in this small, quaint town, does it ever get a little too small and quaint for you? Do you ever wish that you could, uh, you need to, do you ever feel like I need to bust out of here? There are too many thatched roofs, too many <laughs> eel pies cooling on a shelf. <laughs> do you ever feel like I've got to get out of here? Uh, yeah, definitely. Like if you live in a small town, you always kind of get that, but you know, with, uh, Oxford being so close, you kind of have that kind of, I can go and be in a place where there are, uh, things that actually happen. Right. Like Abingdon, we're, we have a, we have a town crier. What? What? <laughs> yeah. You have a town crier? No, we have a town crier. And does he read the uh, news? Does he ever say any news events or is it just to tell you the time? It's usually going to tell you like, oh, there's an arts and crafts fair on. Does he <laughs> start check with that out? Hear ye, hear ye. Yeah, shit. Yeah, he's absolutely textbook. Wow. So he says, "Hear ye, hear ye," and then he says, "There's an arts and crafts fair uh, over on." you know, Paddington Piddle Road uh, in in 10 minutes. That's the kind of thing he says. Yeah. Wow. And don't forget to scrape the dung out your shoes. Okay. Uh. Okay. Does he ever say anything salacious? Like, hear ye, hear ye. Uh, yeah. I hear, uh, you know, Colleen uh, Havenhurst is pretty fast and loose with the fellas. <laughs> Not yet, but we can feed that information. Well, I just think that... We can, I would, we can make I, it I mean, happen. I'm sorry. I'm just thinking more of like a TMZ town like cry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or, or when yeah, he's say, having like, a bad day and he's like, my wife's a whore. <laughs> <laughs> hear ye, hear ye. I think she my, left me. I think my wife is stepping out on me. <laughs> do you see that, Biatch? Let me know. <laughs> what, what do you think uh, an L.A. town cry would say? Oh, I think God. it's... Man, it depends on where you are in L.A. Yeah. Uh, I think it'd be a lot of hear ye, hear ye. Someone's overdoing it with the Botox yeah. and yeah. she knows who she is. And then literally 175,000 women will think it's them. Yeah. Our town criers are essentially people in town just crying. Yeah. Oh. You're doing the right thing by staying there. So no, where else can you go surfing and skiing the same day, huh? I don't know. Or check out a world-class art museum and then camp at a dark sky sanctuary that night, huh? Yeah. Yeah, where else can you hike through Redwoods and then get a luxury spa treatment? Where? Well, you live there. California. <laughs> California, Sona. No matter where California. you go across the state, you'll find a way to play. I'm a California resident. So are you. Sona, you are a lifelong California resident. I'm a lifer. I love this place. This is a beautiful state. Gorgeous. So many different, wonderful ecosystems in one state. You can hang out by a Palm Springs pool. You know, you can go whale watching. You can go hiking in Yosemite. 
And then uh, talk about the great cities in California. You get all this amazing food, sushi, whatever you want. They got it in California. Hey, if you can't find it in California, man, you got a problem. Yeah. I shouldn't have done that. I made that up on my own. Anyway, I love California. Discover why California is the ultimate playground. Head to visitcalifornia.com to start planning your trip today. You know, it's incredible to have the flexibility to work in all sorts of places, whether it's taking video calls from the park or emailing large files while you're grocery shopping. Sona, this is good for you. Is it? Because you're always doing whatever work you do for me from fun locations. But I like blaming it on not having reception. I know, but you can't do that here. Working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network, which is why you should check out T-Mobile, Sona. Okay. Then you got no excuses. They're America's largest and fastest 5G network. With T-Mobile, you'll be covered in more places with the 5G speed you need for your life on the go. Plus, they also cover more highway miles with 5G than anybody else. Check it out if you don't believe me. Hey, Blay, you've got T-Mobile, right? I do. I was actually just up in the woods in Idlewild. It was fantastic for the weekend. And uh, my T-Mobile didn't miss it. My T-Mobile phone didn't miss it. You know, I wouldn't think you'd need a cell phone because you speak so loudly into a microphone. (laughs) Well, I had to look some stuff up. Just take it. Just take it down. I didn't know what brunch was. I can hear him. When the restaurant's open for brunch. Okay. uh, So I used uh, my T-Mobile coverage to check out brunch. That's all right. Anyway, wherever you are, you know, take it from the loud speaking Blay. If you're on the go, you want to be in the know, you want to make the show. What? Uh, T-Mobile. Okay. That's the one for you. That was I should weird. have rhymed it with go. Anyway, <laughs> find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. Fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds according to analysis by Ookla of Speed Test Intelligence Data Q3 2023. C5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. in today's Sona, I was thinking about just how much has changed over the years. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, we were all dancing the Jitterbug and the Watusi. Okay. And then you grow up now and there's mosh pits and everything's gone <laughs> cuckoo. There's this new thing called rap. I don't know what's <laughs> happening anymore. But guess what? In a world full of change, there's one thing that hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. The great taste of Miller Lite. Are you with me on this? Oh, yeah. I'm right there with you. Yeah. And you know, another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. Yeah. I hate a filling beer. When I have a filling beer, I just want to sit down in a beanbag chair for six days, but not with Miller Lite. So what's the best thing about the original light beer? Mm -hmm. Back in 1975, the big debate in America was what's more important, that it it's less filling, Miller Lite, or it tastes great. Yeah. The cool thing is when we all realized it's both. Okay. It's less filling and it tastes great. Yeah, all right. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. Great taste. Only 96 calories. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and it's less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Conan. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Yeah. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. If most people are being honest, 
No one really knows what you do for work, right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, especially if you're in a what I like to call B2B. Oh, you know? what, what is that? I'll explain. Okay. That's a business doing business with other businesses. You okay. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I call it B2B. It's a little thing. It's also, uh, it's a boy band I'm working on. <laughs> anyway, fortunately, LinkedIn has a network of professionals who get what you do and you can reach the right people who matter most to your company because they're LinkedIn. Yeah. That's what they do. Yeah. LinkedIn has over, this is the fun part to say, one billion members. Are you serious? Yeah. That's not that's more people than are on Earth because there are people on the moon using it and Saturn. <laughs> that's one over one billion members on its platform, including 70 million decision makers. God, I'd like to meet a decision maker. Since LinkedIn members are regularly updating their work history, you can precisely build a target audience by job title, industry, company, and more. Man, you can reach the right people for your, I'm going to say it again, B2B business with LinkedIn ads. Yeah. Gets even better because LinkedIn will give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Hmm. There you go. Just go to linkedin.com slash Team Coco to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash Team Coco. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Have you traveled to Los Angeles before? Uh, I've not been to Los Angeles, but I have been to California. I worked up in uh, North California, uh, uh, summer camp. Uh, it was actually at the same time. So we kind of had a bit of an exchange. So when you came to Oxford, I was over in California. Yes. So I think it's a one one in, one out kind of situation. Yes, People what happened was I, was I was invited, my, my cohorts may not know this, but I was invited to speak uh, at Oxford. It was a high honor, and I went there. Uh, my wife and I, uh, and we actually, we brought our kids as well. They didn't come to the talk, but my wife came, Liza came, and it was uh, thrilling mm -hmm. because the students were very smart and uh, fantastic crowd. I had a great time, but you said that you uh, specifically left the country when you heard I was coming. Smart. <laughs> but, but I think it was more, I think it was kind of an exchange because I think we're of quite similar complexions. And we I think are, California I think is probably a fire risk to have us both there at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> because you guys are like too much Tinder. It's too much. Yeah, we might. Yeah, we just combust. Are you a, are you a ginger? I can't really quite. Yes, I you am. are a ginger. Okay. Uh, That's what I blend into the background as well as my jumper. Yeah. It's also my uh, entire being. I love that. I love that. You see, that's why we're we're different. Um, I'm, of course, of Irish descent. You're English. Uh, and we both have the same complexion. I never, ever have worn an orange sweater in my life because I felt like I can't. I'm a ginger. You just said, I'm going for it. Balls to the wall. And it Who cares? looks good. And it looks good on you. All yeah. in. Gotta go all in. Ginger balls to the wall. <laughs> Excuse me? Well, wait a minute. I've done that. Okay. I, I've done that, Jack, and it's a mistake. I've, I've, I did that. I did ginger balls to the wall. It was, uh, it was in a bus station in Newark. Oh. And uh, again, not worth getting into. But uh, Is there a little plaque? Well, opponents' balls were here. Yes, I've asked that a plaque be, uh, I was going to say erected, but uh, I'm not yeah. going to. There's a sack on a plaque yeah. in a okay. bus station. Okay, okay. <laughs> this is a wonderful, that's the E.E. E. Cummings poem that uh, was never published. Um, Jack, uh, you seem like, you're, you're, you are a very nice man. I'm not going to say seem. I declare you a very nice man doing very good work. And I'd like to see your town. Um, 
I'd like to visit the town crier and make a few suggestions to the town crier. Maybe uh, he could freshen up his act a little bit. You'd be a good town crier, I think. I think I would be a good town uh, crier. I've got I think you get the. I can see you in the hat. I don't know why. The tricorner hat, I feel like yes. that's just something that just would work for you. Yes. Well, I grew up in Boston, Massachusetts, uh, and um, there were lots of tricorner hats uh, because I grew up in 1774. <laughs> 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 no, people would uh, every year to celebrate uh, our our battle against uh your evil empire, we, um, no offense, but uh, to sort of uh, free ourselves from your horrific Vader-like clutches, people would put on tri-corner hats and, and reenact uh, scattering the redcoats at, at Concord and Lexington. So um, I grew up with that, and I think I'd be very comfortable in that kind of garb, and I would be a very good town crier. Um, I just want to... I'm Welsh, so we like to distance ourselves <laughs> from the English. Oh, oh my God, I love so, it. So when you went to, yeah, feel free to paint, you know, paint that picture of uh, English being. Were you, uh, were you born in Wales? I wasn't born there, but I grew up there. Uh, I grew up on, uh, in a place called Barry Island, which is where Gavin and Stacey set. Huh. Um, oh, yeah. I, I Okay. Uh, so, okay. That makes sense to me. So you were. You raised in Wales and probably had a little bit of attitude towards the English, yes? Yeah. Basically, any, in the UK, uh, Irish, Scottish, and Welsh were all like, oh, no. No, thank you. We, we, don't, we don't really uh, like you. <laughs> wow. Obviously, individually. Okay. Wow, you guys individually. Really slam, man. Yeah. That's, walk it back a little. Yeah. Uh... So uh, I'm just going to say, Jack, you've just put it out there. Oh, easy. What time are you drinking? What is that you just had? Uh, so this is uh, uh, something called Red Stag. It's like a cherry bourbon with uh, just with like Coke. Okay, well, I guess there's a time difference between us because if you, <laughs> I wanted to have a cherry twenty five past eight. I, okay, I wanted to have a cherry stag uh, about an hour ago, and people reminded me that it was eleven in the morning. Um, cherry stag would be a good nickname for you. Oh, I think it would be. Uh, yeah. Yes, I like that. I'm. I'm you cherry. Know, you were stag. trying to think of a. Drag name. That's yes. right. Cherry, Cherry stag. stag. That's, That's pretty good. good. Yeah. That's pretty good. I'm a I'm a red running stag. Oh. No? Oh. You ruined it. You yeah, ruined it. you did a little. What? I think I think you ruined it should be my catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> you ruined it. <laughs> I'm being schooled by a guy on, on, in Abington on Thames right now, and I deserve it. Um no, I'd like to come and uh, tell. What are your What are your hobbies? What do you like to do in your spare time when you're not working? Uh, so I'm part of a, a ukulele group, but I play bass. Um, uh, let, me, let me hold on a sec. So yeah. you play the bass in a ukulele band. How many ukuleles are there? Uh, sometimes we can do a, a show, and there'll be about thirty people playing at the same time. You realize that uh, that's uh, technically that's Dante's lowest level of yes. hell is uh, thirty ukulele players <laughs> at the same time, but one bass player. Is there? Uh, that's you're the coolest person in a ukulele band. Congratulations! And it's very rare for a bass player to be the coolest one as well. So I disagree. I'll say that. I, I always think of the best player. I, I think our coolest person, we've got someone who plays a washboard. Oh. You know, like, hmm. yeah. Are you sure they're I not actually just washing? <laughs> Sometimes people are mistaken for, oh my God, you play a mean washboard and they're just really trying to clean clothes in the 19th century. Incredibly, incredibly clean fingertips. Yeah, I would imagine. Um, what's the name of the band? Uh, Oxford Ukuleles. Hmm. hmm. 
Okay. Oh, you two Sometimes if like we have it. enough people, we be, it's, it depends how many people are playing. If we have, like in the occasions where we have 30, we're the Oxford ukulele big band. So we kind of fluctuate with our names. Huh. I think it should work Red Stag into it. Yeah, Cherry, cherry Stag. Stag. I mean, Cherry Stag. Cherry yeah. Stag. You know, because you are Cherry Stag. I mean, you can borrow that name until I come to England and reclaim it. Um, oh, I'll, 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 I'll sew it into all my clothes. Is it possible for the Welsh to, do you think they'll ever, will the Welsh ever attack the English or is that just not going to happen anymore? Oh. You know? I, I don't think it would go well. <laughs> I just I want to I want to um, start some trouble. Yeah. So what I want to do is go to Wales and get everybody all whipped up and then attack England with them. I mean, you give it a go. Um, <laughs> there has been give it there a is go. like give it a try. Give it a go. Oh, I'm really scared that Prince Harry and his helicopter is going to get me. No, that's yeah. not going to happen. Do no. you think you can like in, you can impassion people to? Yeah, go I, was to I, was, I was literally going to ask, what would you say to impassion? I know. Us? What do you? Oh, gonna... I'd say, oh, ye men of Wales. <laughs> Already, I'm out. Oh, ye men of Wales. I mean, I'd have to learn some of the lingo, right? Oh, uh, have you been to Wales before? No, I haven't. <laughs> so, have you never seen any kind of Welsh language words? Oh, yeah. Yes, I have, actually. I thought I use them sometimes in Scrabble. Um, I just Is it throw, when you dropped all I the just, tiles? I yeah. just drop all the tiles in random order, and I say that's what the Welsh call a guinea pig. And uh, <laughs> and then I hide the, the dictionary as best I can. You guys aren't big on vowels there, are you? No, no. Lots of L's, lots yeah. of F's, very few vowels. Yeah. Maybe one of the reasons you're so angry at the English is that they introduced A, E, I, O, and U. Although you, know? you guys would save a yeah. lot of money on Wheel of Fortune. Oh, boy. Oh. What? I'm not sure. I don't know huh? how you do it. I don't know how you do it. I don't know. Jack, would I be accepted by people uh, in Abington on Thames? Were I to come? Would, you be ex- would I be accepted? Would you be accepted? Yeah. I'm oh. sure you would. That's well, a bit well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. Doesn't sound very. Sure. Yeah, that was that was not a ringing endorsement. Um, <laughs> how would my sense of humor go over in Abington on Thames? I think it depends where in Abington you are. Um, it's probably three streets. Some- what do you mean where in Abington <laughs> I am? It's not like saying where in North America you are. Are there older people who are going to look at him and just be like, "Who? Why is this here?" Yeah, that's what I was going to say. We have kind of you know maybe some more kind of what I would call uh, Tories <laughs> may not be going right. <laughs> oh, but what if they saw me? I'm very good at uh, Dick Van Dyke, some Dick Van Dyke songs from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Would that go over well? Oh, boy. Oh, God. <laughs> Can you- uh, Older people love that shit. <laughs> they, do. they do. I mean, the thing about um, the ukulele group I'm a, I'm a part of. Oh, man, you keep most- working that in. <laughs> yeah, you gotta are plug it. Gotta plug it. <clears throat> I am... Uh, the youngest one. A lot of people are a lot older in that group. Uh. Right. But let's say I was to do my shtick uh, from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang for them. Do you think they would like it? What's your shtick? You want to hear it? it? Depends. Well, uh, well, yes, please. I was going to say. Well, it's the Porsche, Porsche. Traveling knife, the traveling knife for me. First cabin, captain's quarters, real company. Port up, starboard down. Porsche with a capital P. L-S-H. Porsche. What do you think? I'm speechless. <laughs> <laughs> we all are. All of us. All of us. Uh, they'd yeah. probably be fooled into thinking I really was from Abington, wouldn't they, if they heard yeah. that? Well, um, here's a, 
fun. Gordy will probably find this interesting. Um, oh, oh, good. In Fleming, <laughs> well, I can leave. In, Fle- <laughs> in Fleming, didn't used to live that far from here at one point. Oh, yeah, that is big. Wow. So, yeah. is there any kind of monument to him, or just an old uh, like cauldron no, not of really. vodka and cigarettes? <laughs> it's kind of a. It's just a house in the kind of the middle of nowhere between here and another place called Henley. It's uh, oh, Henley on the Thames. Big house. Yeah, I've heard of that. And also on um, Thames. Yeah. Mm. Um, so we kind of have that sort of connection. Okay. I don't think Ian, I don't think Ian Fleming wrote the songs, but I like to think he did. Jack, can you go just like carve out a sliver of timber from that cottage and just send it to me? <laughs> Is that possible? <laughs> I'll I'll try I'll try and get through security. Uh, I don't know how long you do me a favor. Could you go to the nearest petrol station and rob them, <laughs> and then send me the cash? <laughs> uh, These are very reasonable yeah, no. requests. Uh, I feel like this has become a catchphrase, but I'll give it a go. Yeah, give it a go. <laughs> well, Jack, very nice talking to you. Did you have a question for me, or uh, any, or is there anything I can do for you? I like to try and help my fellow man. Uh, I have a question. Yes, sure. It's kind of like a question that will have two answers. Where is the best, and where is the worst place you have slept? Whoa. Oh. Hmm. Okay. And that's that's a question for everyone. Uh-oh. Jesus, uh, best place I've slept. Um, you were telling a Gorley was telling an anecdote here on the podcast a couple of months ago. I got some of the best sleep I've ever had in my oh. life. It was fantastic. I nodded off and it was oh, I just got what you're doing. <laughs> no, uh, best place I've ever slept. I'm gonna say probably someplace on a Caribbean island. The air there is so perfect. Uh, I just nod off. I, some of the best sleep I've had in my life has been when I'm visiting someplace in the Caribbean. It's something about that moist air. Um, one of the worst places I have ever slept was in a tent uh, in New Hampshire, and it was a tent from the 1940s, and it rained, and it, it's in no way the water passed right through it, and I slept in a puddle of water. Oh. I, mean, I didn't really oh. sleep, but it was cold water, and I slept in it all night long, and I, I just hated life. And, uh, so, yeah, that's my answer for you. Yeah. That's great. Uh, I once slept in Alaska without a sleeping bag uh, in a tent. That was oh. pretty grim. Why didn't you bring a sleeping bag? Uh, it, it got lost on the flight over. <laughs> and you still went camping. <laughs> yeah. So still went camping, yeah. You didn't Why not? Take think the maybe I'll borrow a, a sleeping bag from some... Get a new one at yeah. local uh, Walmart. Go to the hotel. Didn't really... When you're, we were in like North Alaska, I didn't know what was going on. Sure. Who, who knew that North Alaska would be cold? <laughs> well, Jack, uh, I judge you a fine man who's got uh, bad uh, geographical knowledge. Um, but that's all I'll say. Uh, maybe we'll cross paths in Abington on Thames. That could be nice. Yeah, well, then welcome. Um, well, you didn't make it sound all, all three, all three of you. Hey. Oh, that, yeah, oh, definitely. Cool. Well, okay. You just Do we have, have to... to come at the same time? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Matt and I come <laughs> separately? Yeah, yeah. Can we come ahead and then get out? <laughs> we have a thing uh, where we don't travel together. The way yeah. you and I can't be in the same, <laughs> you insist, the same time. You right? Yeah. 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 All right, well, Jack, well, thank you very much. It was nice talking to you. No, thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, thank you to everyone like Lisa and uh, Blair oh, and um, oh, Eduardo. Uh, they've all been no, really not Eduardo. great. Oh, so not thank you. Eduardo. Yeah, not Eduardo. Yeah, bad thank guy. you, Eduardo. No. <laughs> he's not even here today. Bad, yeah, he's not here today. He's that bad a guy. Um, all right, Jack, thank you so much. Take care. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Right, bye-bye. Bye. Conan O'Brien needs a fan. With Conan O'Brien, Sonam Obsessian, and Matt Gourley. Produced by me, Matt Gourley. 
Executive produced by Adam Sachs, Joanna Solateroff, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Colin Anderson at Earwolf. Music by Jimmy Vivino. Supervising producer, Aaron Blaird. Associate talent producer, Jennifer Samples. Associate producers, Sean Doherty and Lisa Berm. Engineering by Eduardo Perez. Please rate, review, and subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Stitcher. Hey guys, Sean Hayes here. Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and I had a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to sit down with not one, not two, but three presidents of the United States on our recent episode of Smartless. That's because President Biden, a returning guest, brought two of his favorite pals, former Presidents Bill Clinton and Barack Obama, all joined us for unforgettable conversation. It's a historic episode of Smartless as we pry into the minds of these remarkable leaders. We'll cover everything from their time in office, America's responsibilities in the world, and their personal passions in an episode full of some candid stories, insightful perspectives, and a few surprises along the way. Whether you're a political junkie or just curious about the inner workings of the Oval Office, this episode is a must listen. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to hear from three of the most influential figures in recent American history. Follow Smartless on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also listen to Smartless ad free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts.